So today we have with us Luis Mosseline, uh, a HR consultant for startups in Southeast Asia. So Luis has more than seven years of experience in consulting, recruitment, uh, learning and development, people engagement, onboarding experience, and project management. She has also worked in many different countries throughout her career, from Brazil to India, and now to Singapore. Her Isaac experience was nothing short of exciting too, where she had held many different roles, including National Director or MCVP for outgoing internships in Isaac in Brazil, and Global Coordinator for one of Isaac's global partners, Tata Consultancy Services. Welcome, Louise, to our alumni podcast. We are happy to have you here with us today. So, Louise, could you share with us the journey that has brought you to your role today? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to connect with the ISAC community. Thank you for the introduction. So basically, I was in ISAC for uh, 40 years. I started in my local committee back in my home city uh, when uh, I was getting my bachelor's degree in business administration. And during my experience working in ISAC, I most worked with the Global Talent Program which gave me an opportunity to work with multiple stakeholders like multinational company, embassies, and even some government agencies. And in my last role in ISEC as a national director of professional internships in ISEC in Brazil. Um, so yes, it was four years of many different roles, uh, different projects, but most of them focused in the global talent program. I see. Um, so right now you are an HR consultant for startups in Southeast Asia with a company here in Singapore. So what brought you here to Singapore and how do you find Singapore so far? Well, it was quite interesting because I was based in India before moving to Singapore. And when I was thinking about my next step in my career, uh, I was quite missing the challenges that I had in ISEC. And then I started thinking, okay, which were the challenges that I was having in ISEC uh, that I would like to have now in my uh, professional career? And then I saw that the kind of environment that ISEC has where you have to do things very fast, the organization moves very fast, you need to scalable uh, products, you need to deliver big targets, and you normally have a very short period of time for doing this because in ISEC our terms goes from six months to one year. And then I found the environment of startups, which are very similar to ISEC in, in this sense. So, and in something that I noticed in working with startups different than working for uh, large multinational companies is that sometimes you don't have all the resources that you need to make things happen which is something very similar to ISEC also. So uh, I decided to use my HR experience working with multinational companies and in ISEC to transfer to the startup environment where they could uh, find solutions and at the same time help people inside of startups that needs to wear multiple hats when um, scaling the, the startup and the business. So yes, yeah, so I found that startups could be something exciting and I really wanted to continue in, uh, in Asia and especially in Southeast Asia because I see the region growing exponentially and still with a great future ahead. Um, so yes, I was thinking, okay, how can I work with startups? How can I continue in the region? And then I found out that Singapore was one of the biggest hubs uh, in the region. And basically I started making some connections and then I met 
my uh, the, the the associate partner for and Karen Consulting. We had a few meetings, and then I moved here. It's been uh, around uh, fourteen months. So yes, that's how I came to Singapore and. Singapore is great. I think it's been treating me very well. Reminds me a lot of Brazil because of the weather. <laughs> it's pretty hot over here also. Uh, and yes, I think now as soon as all this uh, COVID-19 situation gets more stable, I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to see more and more startups uh, raising in the Singaporean ecosystem. Cool. So um, that's interesting because you mentioned both on the startups end and also on the HR end. So let's just go to the startups first. So you were the MCVP or the National Director for Professional Internships in Isaac in Brazil back in 1617. And that was also the year which Isaac International decided to separate Global Entrepreneur as another product, which was focusing solely on startups. So how was it like for you as the product hit at that time where you had to do a whole new thing about startups? Well, actually, it's pretty funny because in when a second international decided to have a different product that was going to be somehow connected to professional internships, but dealing with other stakeholders, in this case, startups. Actually, this discussion started back in 2014 when I was uh, LCVP. I was a LCVP elected. And then since my local committee was performing global talent in that time, IGIP, pretty well, we were one of the first local committees in the world to pilot the, uh, the project. So it was pretty interesting because you start seeing that some structure that you find in larger organizations they don't exist much in startups. So at the same time, that will be very good for the interns that were going to come to the startup, uh, was going to be a challenge in order to give some direction about the things that they can do. So when we started with um, Global Entrepreneur, one of the first things we decided to do was, okay, how can we create more aligned job descriptions to give clarity not only for the intern, but also for the startup founder that normally it's a very busy person that doesn't have much time to stop in the training. So I think the fast, uh, the fast environment where startups are immersed can be very good to give in three months, a uh, great exposure to interns. And at the same time, was a little bit challenging because, you know, in startups, people do from serving coffee to run sales and do marketing and product. So everybody does everything. So uh, it was interesting to see this transition. And I think the product definitely uh, fulfills a need in the market because gives to startups uh, the opportunity to have people that are going to question and also make the founders feel challenged to you know improve certain aspects that probably they didn't have uh, a perspective before um so yes i think it was interesting i think that is a great need and for the experience of the intern definitely it's great to be in a startup environment to develop leadership, leadership skills and also many soft skills. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, one of the points that you mentioned was that the startup in startups, um, the job descriptions are usually a bit all over the place. Um, right now, of course, startup scene is booming in Singapore. And a lot of our members and also young people in Singapore may be considering to go into a startup for their first jobs or their internships. 
what do you think um, are the most applicable skill sets that are demand uh, demanded by startups and like young people can start to groom themselves in? Well, I think there are many, many aspects that uh, are required in startups. I think, I, well, well, the first, the first point, I don't think working in a startup is for everyone. I know that, you know, uh, the new generation that wants to innovate, that wants to build products, tech, use technology, normally they, they tend to look for startups, but I think the most important most important thing when you decide to go and work for a startup you need to understand which are your strengths and if the startup environment which moves very fast which doesn't have much structure which is very product and customer oriented um if it's the kind of environment that you really want to work for and that's okay <laughs> i think we have this pressure that uh, we are young and we need to work in a startup no there are many different other companies and organizations which you can work for but if you feel that you still want to work for a startup because you you find that is an alignment between uh, your strengths and the skills that you want to develop uh, i think definitely um emotional intelligence is something that it's very neat because in startups you failed a lot you know you need to launch products very fast you need to experiment you need to validate if there is a demand for your product so be emotional resilient to all this constant change and failures is something that is definitely extremely important and also flexibility for sure uh, as we were discussing earlier uh, your job description changes a lot so you need to be comfortable to learn skills very fast and start performing different roles, um, wear different hats, where normally we say, uh, in a constant uh, move of change. So I think definitely emotional intelligence and flexibility will be my top two. And yes, I think it's, it's a good start. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree also on the flexibility and the need to really constantly adapt ourselves. I think that's something that uh, even in Isaac, we do daily. Uh, so definitely mm -hmm. that's something that I think um, the Isaac experience would have prepared us for as well. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, so the other part of your many hats is being an HR consultant specifically for startups. But I wanted to get into understanding how you got into HR um so tell me how does that look like like what made you choose to go into the industry well so um once i was doing a freelance job many years ago and i was uh being a receptionist in this seminars about leadership that a big company was uh giving to their uh, senior leadership and it was basically just printing papers and passing slides for the for the instructor. So, but then I started paying attention in the content, and then they were talking about people. They were talking about how people was the most important asset of the company. And then I don't know. Probably I was in my uh, in my first year. I don't I don't recall how old I was. But then I started really thinking about HR as something that I want to give a focus uh, because since I was. Uh, a little kid, I always wanted to be around people. I always wanted to help people. And I saw HR as an opportunity to really give an opportunity and give tools to people be their best version. So I think this was my realization in my early um, 
when I was starting at university. Uh, and then when I went to ISEC, uh, I started actually working with sales. That was not very related to uh, HR directly, but then you start noticing that HR, it's something that it's so much bigger than just creating policies, remuneration, doing recruitment. HR is really about making people you know, successful inside of your company, make them perform, make them feel safe. And I noticed that I, I didn't need to work directly in an HR role inside of Isaac to really develop soft skills that were going to be related to a HR profession. So I think I consider myself more a generalistic HR person. Uh, so I like to work with projects. I like to work with recruitment, performance management. So in Isaac, I got all these possibilities, which was the moment that I, I realized, okay, I really want to work with people. Okay, if you want to call this HR, great, call HR, that's fine. Uh, but I want to help people. I want to give them whatever they need to succeed. So I think that was a little bit of the story about how I came up working with HR. Uh, but it was definitely not something that I, I had clear when I joined university because basically back in Brazil, you choose a business administration bachelor degree, but then inside of your bachelor degree, you can choose which focus do you want after your third year. And I didn't have any clue if it was going to be marketing, if it was going to be finance, but then it came up to be HR. <laughs> I think HR is definitely something that's very interesting. Uh, especially when you talk about how you want to make people successful within their own organizations. That's a very apt description of HR. So how do you think your experience in Isaac, you mentioned that you were in a sales position all the time, you weren't specifically in an HR position in Isaac, but would you say that your Isaac experience contributed to your role as an HR consultant today? Oh, definitely. For so many reasons, I think it's hard to name only a few skills that I developed in ISEC since in the 40 years I worked in the organization, I could be engaged with so many different projects and practical experiences. But I think, as I was saying, HR is not something that is related only to remuneration, payrolls, recruitment. HR is about people. And in ISEC is also about people. It's about leadership and making people develop different skills and in racing their strengths. So I I think Isaac was a very important uh, platform in order to give me a practical experience, an environment where I could learn about myself and learning about myself, about my strengths, I could help others. That was also a very important realization that I had in Isaac because we always focus so much in um, uh, in be better regarding our weaknesses. So we always tend to improve what we are not good. And then in ISEC, we talk about uh, focusing your strengths over your weaknesses. And I think this is so true because I go, I went outside of ISEC and I still see so many companies focusing on pushing what people are not good and giving trainings for them to be better in things that they are not good enough instead of identifying their strengths and giving focus to this. So I think big corporations and companies in general should learn from ISEC about this. And this, uh, this aspect was definitely super important for me to uh, understand my role as an HR 
and how can I make people look for their strengths instead of overcoming their weaknesses? Yes, I think yes, that, that emphasis on strengths is something that not a lot of companies place emphasis on. And definitely by focusing on our strengths, it helps us to become even better as well. Um, one of your other roles was also to be global coordinator for Tata Consultancy Services. Um, so you are from Brazil, but this role is based in India, right? Yeah. So how, how, what made you make that decision to go halfway across the world to India to take up this role? Um, and what were your main takeaways from that? Well, uh, I think definitely this role was one of the most incredible experiences I had in my life. And to be honest, the main reason I chose to, um, to apply for this role was because I knew that was going to be so hard. <laughs> you know, not hard only because India is far away from Brazil, but I knew that it was going to be a very challenging environment. And I think I, I was talking with some friends and they said, are you crazy? Why you want to do this to yourself? Live so far away in such a different country uh, to work for an industry that you never worked before. And I was like, yes, exactly. Because of all these reasons, because it sounds uh, challenging, sounds difficult. And this comes from my personality that, I don't know, if it's something too easy, too obvious, maybe everybody's doing and then I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I think... Um, this experience was extremely relevant for me to understand what is the true meaning of diversity. Because we talk about diversity every time uh, and sounds something easy, you know, to work with people from different cultures, from different nationalities that speak different languages, that have different religion beliefs. Uh, sounds pretty easy, right? It's just like, oh, let's be nice to everyone. And I... But it's not like that. It's not that simple. And then I think I, I had to move to a very challenging country in terms of cultural differences to understand what was diversity in the, in the, real, in, in the real meaning. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest lesson that I got, uh, how to work with people, how to uh, create empathy, how to use your communication skills to uh, make people understand what do you mean, how to move people together to achieve common goals. So yes, I had this experience also in ISEC, but somehow the environment that I was like in that inside of ISEC in, in Brazil was still okay. I was working with different people, different stakeholders, but when I moved to another country, it was when I could really feel and that's why, you know, we do exchanges, right? To, to give this perspective to different people. And I think that was the biggest gain I, I, I got from this experience in India. That's very exciting. Um, so now that you have met Isaacers from around the world, so you've met people from Isaac in Brazil, Isaac in India, and I'm sure as your role as global coordinator, you've met even more Isaacers from around the world. Um, would you say there's any characteristic about Isaacers that actually sets them apart from the rest? Well, it's very funny because every time I was landing in the airport for the international conference, and I, I was lucky enough to go to quite a few, every time I was landing in the airport, I could easily recognize Isaac because they, they were always, you know, with the bracelets or with the t-shirts. So it was, it was pretty fun. But besides of uh, Isaacers wearing bracelets and uh, 
the Isaac t-shirts. I think something that I really like about the people that work in Isaac, it's how they are open to listen to you and to collaborate. And, you know, we have so many conflicts happening all over the world, but you don't see the same conflicts happening inside of an Isaac plenary with people of 100 and, you know, 100 plus countries. And I think this is so magic. This is magical because, I don't know, you see there are so many things happening, wars, religion conflicts, and this thing doesn't seem to be important when you meet people from ice I mean, doesn't doesn't this conflict doesn't doesn't look to seem important because the vision of Isaac is bigger than all of this. And this is something so cool how an organization can unite people from so many different countries, backgrounds to work for one single goal, peace and fulfillment of the humankind's potential. And I don't know, that's something awesome. And I know very few companies that can unite so many people towards one common goal like Isaac does. It's very heartwarming to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so to, to wrap it up, then my final question would be, so to the members of Isaac and like Isaac in Singapore, Isaac in general, how would you advise them to prepare for their careers ahead? Given that a lot of them right now, they are either uh, fresh graduates or going to graduate soon. So with all these um, differences that you see in Isaacus, how do you think we can actually leverage on our strengths to craft our careers ahead using what we have from the organization? Well, I don't know. I think I, I'm still digesting all the the experiences that I had in Isaac because it takes some time for you to be able to reflect uh, all the things that you learned during this journey. But I think my main advice will be if you are still in Isaac, explore Isaac as much as you can because most probably you are not going to have the opportunity to experiment and learn so much about yourself. Um, when you move out of Isaac. It's, it's for this very simple reason. In Isaac, we are all volunteers and the sky is the limit. And when you move to a company, it's not about you know what you want to do, but you need to, to work aligned with the business strategy of the company. And in Isaac, I feel that you basically can always bring ideas, solutions, and if you don't know how to do, if you don't know how to do it, you just go and you learn. And this is so exciting. So if you're still in Isaac, take more advantage, advantage, invest more time, and that's something amazing that you'll never regret. Um, if you're going out of Isaac, I think it's time for you to recall and connect which are the skills that the market is demanding right now with the experiences that you had in Isaac. So I was reading these days uh, the 10 job skills uh, people will need uh, in the year of 2020 by the World Economic Forum. And then I was reading the 10 skills and I learned all those skills in Isaac. Emotional intelligence, negotiation, um, cognitive ability, creativity. So it's not only mentioning that you have these skills, but recall which experiences, which projects did you use these skills and which was the results you delivered. This is something that for a hiring perspective, it's great. It's not only I, I, I was MCVP, LGP, and then the, 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 the huge amount of acronyms we use in ISEC. But it's relating skills that companies 
want and desire in candidates with things that you did in the past. So it can be a project that you that you were leading, can be an event that you organized, can be an initiative, can be an amazing podcast you are uh, launching now. All these things, if you are executing them, is because you are building skills. And companies want to see how do you build your skills. Because yes, you can buy a book on how to be more resilient. You can read a book about negotiation, but as humans, we just learn something when we can connect our knowledge with experiences. And that's what companies want to see, that the knowledge and the skills that you say in your CV, in your cover letter that you have, actually come from experiences. And Isaac, for sure, gave you many opportunities to develop those skills. Uh, thank you so much for the call and so much for this talk. Um, and with that, we've come to the end of the podcast. So uh, thank you again, Louise, for joining us. And I hope that a lot of the members that listen to you can get inspired and to really amplify their Isaac experience while they're here uh, in the organization. Amazing. Thank you so much. This call made me miss Isaac even more, but it's an amazing experience and I'm extremely grateful for uh, had a chance to, to share this learnings and at the same time whenever guys you want to reach me out and discuss more about hr about isaac i will be more than glad to to have a talk thank you so much guys thank you